Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Rising sea levels, extreme weather patterns, extinctions of species. Our planet needs protecting. I'm Adam Vaughan, the Environment Editor for The Times, and this is Planet Hope from The Times, in partnership with Rolex and its Perpetual Planet Initiative. In this podcast, we hear from leading experts from around the world who are committed to finding solutions. These explorers, scientists, entrepreneurs, and citizens are committed to a common goal, to protect our home, Earth. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Saturday the 7th of May. I'm Ellie House. And I'm Laura Cook. The city of Havana is shaken by a deadly blast at a historic hotel. You could see people shouting, dust rising, the disaster. It was like a horror film, really. Tear gas is fired in further anti-government demonstrations in the Sri Lankan capital, Colombo. The Times Daily World Briefing. We begin in Havana, Cuba, where a massive explosion at a hotel has rocked the city. At least 22 people have died and more than 60 are hospitalised following the blast on Friday night. A pregnant woman and a child are included in the dead, according to officials. Search and rescue operations continue at the five-star Saratoga Hotel. One witness, Elba, described the scene. You could see people shouting, dust rising, the disaster... It was like a horror film, really. It is believed the blast was an accident caused by a gas tanker igniting on the street outside, leading to an explosion which ripped into several floors of the building. Miguel Diaz-Canel, president of Cuba, has reassured citizens that they have nothing to fear. In no case was it a bomb or an attack, as international media have already said in a very perverse way, to confuse and misrepresent. It's just a very unfortunate accident, and it seems to be around the gas tank. Cuba's foreign minister has said that no foreigners were killed or injured in the explosion. The hotel, a landmark in Old Havana, which was preparing for a post-pandemic reopening, now lies in ruins. We move now to Sri Lanka, and these were the sounds on the streets on Friday. Thousands of people went on strike to demand the president and the government step down and take responsibility for the island's worst financial crisis in decades. Protesters are now demanding action. Prasanna Udagadira is a university lecturer and feels strongly that after this recent strike, the government should step aside from its responsibilities and allow the country to move forward on a new path. 
Police fired tear gas at dozens of demonstrators outside Parliament. Shops, schools and banks had their shutters down. Some protesters this week hung their underwear on the barricades as an insult to the political leadership. Social activist Chintana Dharmadasa explained why. The parliament at this moment is naked, not even wearing any underwear. If these people, who are supposed to be our representatives, have to safeguard themselves from the people, they're no longer our representatives. So we decided to present them with underwear and tell them to wear them and hide their shame. It's the latest in more than a month of sporadically violent anti-government protests amid shortages of imported food, fuel and medicines. On Saturday, though, streets in the capital Colombo were calmer following the government's declaration of a state of emergency in response to the escalating protests. Sri Lanka has been hit hard by the COVID-19 pandemic, rising oil prices and government tax cuts. The country's finance minister said this week that it's been left with as little as $50 million in foreign reserves. The International Monetary Fund has been approached for a bailout and a virtual meeting is being held on Monday between the IMF and Sri Lankan officials. On the way, a global crackdown on the yachts of oligarchs and could ocean garbage be providing a new home for marine life? The Times Daily World Briefing Now, local elections are often seen as just a teaser for the main event, with typically lower turnout and lower stakes than a national ballot. But in the UK, which on Thursday went to the polls to vote on local politics, we are seeing some big changes. With nearly all the results in, the leading Conservative Party has seen tough setbacks, losing almost 500 seats and control of 11 councils. Stephen Hammond is a Conservative Member of Parliament. You know, we all heard some of the analysis beforehand that Conservatives ought to worry because a lot of angry Conservatives were going to stay at home. I think one of the fact of the matters, one of the things we have to think about is that what has happened is that actually they didn't stay at home. They came out and voted for opposition parties against against the Conservatives as an expression, in a number of cases, as a frustration with the national government. But the bigger change may be in Northern Ireland, which has a devolved government. As vote counting continues, Irish Nationalist Party, Sinn Féin, is on track to become the largest party in the Stormont Assembly. Ruth Dudley-Edwards is an Irish historian and journalist. Well, Sinn Féin came to be as the political wing of a terrorist organisation, and we should never forget that. The party topped the first preference vote at 29% and has the largest number of candidates returned so far. Results will continue to come in today. If confirmed, it would see Sinn Féin's vice president, Michelle O'Neill, in line to become the first Irish nationalist entitled to be first minister. But Ruth Dudley-Edwards told Times Radio that, due to the power-sharing agreement in Northern Ireland, Sinn Féin's potential victory isn't as significant as it might seem. This isn't a win in the sense that it means they're in power more than anyone else. The first and deputy first minister have exactly the same job. They just have different titles. One of them cannot order a paperclip on the government budget without consulting the other one, getting the agreement. But unionism is still ahead. If you count all the unionist votes and all the nationalist votes we know so far, uh, unionism is still ahead. You know, I know outsider journalists who really want to think this is exciting and shape-changing. It's not. 
it's now going to presage weeks and weeks and possibly months of negotiation. Ruth Dudley-Edwards speaking to Times Radio. Seen as the preserve of the ultra-rich, it'll be no surprise that superyachts are central to the international crackdown on Russian oligarchs. The latest boat to face global scrutiny is the six-deck Scheherazade, worth $700 million with ties to Vladimir Putin. It's been moored in the Italian port of Marina di Carrara and now has been impounded by Italian authorities. It's reportedly owned by Russian oligarch Eduard Kudenatov and it's undergoing repairs since September, but police boarded her on Friday to execute the order. Meanwhile, in Fiji, a court has ruled that a £300 million yacht allegedly owned by another Russian oligarch, Suleiman Kerimov, and seized by the United States, must remain in the country for now. The Fiji Court of Appeal has ruled that the luxury yacht Amadea can't be moved out of the South Pacific island nation until an appeal against the seizure is heard. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. Now with more on the sale of Chelsea Football Club, here's John Jackson. An agreement for the sale of Chelsea Football Club has been reached. A consortium led by LA Dodgers part owner Todd Bowley and backed by Clear Lake Capital agreed to purchase the English Premier League club in a deal worth up to £4 billion. The proposal has now been sent to the UK government and the Premier League for their approval. Chelsea manager Thomas Tuchel has admitted the uncertainty over the club's ownership has affected his summer transfer plans. In the moment it's a very small process. You look at it and that's it. We cannot make contact, we cannot get in touch, we cannot convince nobody, we cannot make an offer. So it's just we're having a look, we have ideas and that's it. The World Club champions are currently running on a special licence from the UK government after their Russian owner Roman Abramovich was sanctioned following his country's invasion of Ukraine. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. Five months after her split from Jason Oppenheim, Selling Sunset's Chriselle Staus has used a tongue-in-cheek Instagram post to tell fans about her new romance. The reality TV star posted the video just hours after the Netflix series aired its season five reunion special, in which she announced the news. Filming herself, standed in her remodelled walk-in wardrobe, Chriselle said on the video, OK, I'm going to come out of it now. Her new relationship is with Australian singer G Flip, who identifies as non-binary. The pair met while shooting a music video. She said her new partner is an extremely talented musician and someone that's very important to me. And finally, it's a symbol of severe ocean pollution. But could the so-called Great Pacific Garbage Patch be supporting marine life? Well, that's what some scientists believe, according to new research posted last month, which is yet to be peer-reviewed. They claim to have found a huge concentration of small surface-dwelling sea creatures living within the 79,000 tonnes of plastic aggregated halfway between California and Hawaii. The findings may complicate conservation efforts to clean up the oceans, as there is some evidence that the creatures are reproducing within the ocean garbage patch. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Saturday the 7th of May. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts. Hold up. 
Hi, I'm Jane Garvey. And I'm Fee Glover. Off Air with Jane and Fee is going live. We are taking to the stage at the amazing Crucible Theatre in Sheffield on Friday the 31st of May. It'll be a night full of surprises. We'll have a special guest, we'll involve you in the audience and we'll embarrass ourselves. You really won't want to miss it. Well, the surprises, we don't yet know what's in it, so it genuinely is a night of surprises. Well, you've surprised me already. Uh, it's not just us. Our live show is part of an exciting new podcast festival called Cross wires which is taking place in some really amazing venues across sheffield from the 31st of may to the 2nd of june so other podcasters that you'll be able to see include katie price Catherine ryan ramash ranganathan and the original adam buxton but there's also a whole host of free fringe events family shows surprise acts and after parties that jane and i haven't yet been invited to I'm sure it's only a matter of time. Head to crosswires.live for tickets and more information.